How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Welcome back. Another show, uh, another episode. I was just telling Ian this might be our longest episode of all time because... Well, that's a lie. That, that, that's a lie. Our longest episode <laughs> yeah, not- was our, our three-part watching of Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut. That that I doubt we'll have a longer episode than that. That was three yeah. hours long. Longest in a while. Um, but yeah, th- this will be the longest non-movie commentary episode, potentially, because, you know, most times we come up here and, you know, each, each episode we talk about episodes of uh, Batman, and... Um, we talk about a handful of other things, and usually we go, well, there's not a whole lot of news, so we can move on. Well, that's the exact opposite of this episode. Yep. There's only news. This is the most news we've ever had, ever, in one, like, two-week span, I think, since we've been doing this show. Like, there, there, there's been bigger news things, like when we were on right, the right. air when the Robert Pattinson news broke, you know, stuff like that, but as far as... The sheer Volume. amount of things that have happened over the past eight days, seven, eight days, yeah. is unparalleled. So um, I, I think we should just start real quick. This is probably the fastest thing. Is apparently the Batman is set to resume filming in July. Yeah, I forget what date specifically. I think like the first week, probably after July 4th, I think. Yeah, I didn't see a specific date. It just kind of said the 7th, It maybe? just said sometime in early July. So Yeah. I think the 7th, but don't quote me. Right. So that, you know, obviously that's a good sign. Uh, and obviously, yeah. you know, stuff is being cleared up, but it takes a while for everything to get rolling again. Like Yeah, I mean, you know, scheduling all the, the manpower it takes to crew, like that's right. that's not easy. So it's Yeah, not so just, it's not oh. just like, oh they're open now, now let's start filming. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh they're open resume. now. Okay, now let's figure out how to get everything set back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I'm 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 assuming they'll I think they got all I think they got all the Glasgow stuff done. I'm not sure if they finished over there. Yeah, I but, think they were in uh, England now. Yeah, so I think they're back at the those huge uh, sound stages. Yeah, over in England, uh, the C- Cardington Sheds, I think they're they're shooting at. Um, but uh, so that's a little bit of news. Sounds good, and that's a good sign. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on briefly is uh, for the second week in a row, we have to talk about a major uh, Batman figure that has passed away. Yeah, with, that was uh, sad. With the death of Joel Schumacher. Last last yeah. week we had Denny O'Neill who uh, passed away, and now just a few days ago, Joel Schumacher, director, of course, of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, has has now a whole a, bunch of other movies too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the Batman scheme of things, sure. but um, but yeah, a really, really talented film director. Yeah. Aside from those films, I mean, I love the Lost Boys. That might be that's one of my favorites of his and and a lot of people don't like it but i like his phantom of the opera movie a lot i do too uh, I, like i, I get was, it i get how it's not up to the play i i understand but as far as and i understand the issues people have with the performances i i, 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 like I, I understand all that and, and the singing and stuff i like the singing but it did exactly what a movie adaptation of a play is should do, 
is yeah. make it huge and do this scale that is impossible on a stage. And that's exactly yeah. what it did. Yeah, I, I have no problem with the movie adaptation. I, I don't get all the hate. Like, yeah, sure. Look, it's I understand Gerard Butler isn't a great singer. And when he's the main one, I can see people having issues with that. And, I like this scene. And the, the, the biggest thing I have a problem with is the lack of makeup on uh, oh, on Gerard sure. Butler. It's like sure. even when the Phantom is revealed, you're like, okay, he looks, like he, he looks like he just kind of got burned a little bit. And that's it. The Phantom's supposed to look like grotesque and horrible. Yeah, but, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, so definitely RIP to uh, Joel Schumacher. Again, say what you want about his Batman movies. I love Batman Forever. Don't care okay, what anyone yeah. else says. Um, Batman Robin. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Can't really defend mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no. But, uh, you know, I mean, he even came out and apologized for Batman and Robin and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, again, that was again, a lot. The, some stuff was his fault. Certain sure, things sure. were his fault. But the movies as a whole were not really his fault. The tone of the movies and everything was... No, that, that was, was studio all studio stuff. Sell toys, yeah. Um. So speaking of Joel Schumacher, apparently oh. both of his movies are about to be decanonized because really? uh, the other major rumor is oh, Michael yeah, Keaton yeah. is now in talks to return. Um, now, I've heard, there's different things. There's Michael Keaton yeah, in talks to return people. in a role for The Flash. And then there's also kind of separate but also connected rumors about him returning as Batman. And then there's a whole nother separate rumor about him returning as Batman for a Batman Beyond movie. So there's like three different things that are all potentially in development with uh, with Michael Keaton. But ultimately it's, well, we'll see. Michael Keaton might be returning as uh, as Batman. So I guess what, what do you think about this as in the different types of options here where we have Michael Keaton returning as like old Bruce Wayne? For a Batman Beyond role, or Michael Keaton returning as old Bruce Wayne as a Nick Fury role for the younger group of people, because of course they're introducing the multiverse with this next Flash movie, apparently if it ever yeah. gets made. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I love Michael Keaton and I love I, Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman and Bruce Wayne, and so I would love. I think he would make an absolutely perfect old Bruce Wayne. I don't love the idea of him just being shoehorned into a Flash movie that I don't care about. Yeah. And I also don't like the idea of him being a Nick Fury. So no, God, no, no. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I'm I'm torn on... There's not one in particular that I want just to have because to me they all come with their own kind of problems. Like, I don't want... I get through doing the whole multiverse. I don't want that for Batman. I don't want five different continuities of batman on screen at once because we'll have yeah. you know ben affleck back as as you know whatever in justice league then we'll have robert pattinson which should be the focus and then we'll have you know batman beyond with him and then presumably a, another younger batman right. for that movie so i don't i don't want five or four different batmans at once and yeah. that's not even counting tv what could happen right. there so the whole flashpoint thing yeah i don't want him shoot or who shoehorned into that movie but thinking about it it would be a smart move because that'd be the only reason i think anybody would right. have any interest in seeing that movie exactly if, 
as if you announced it, but then it's not worth two hours of Ezra Miller to suffer, you know, to suffer through for five minutes of Michael Keaton. Uh, look, and again, this is okay. I, 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 I hadn't thought of this before until uh, the other day, kind of when yeah. this room, these rumors were going on. I wonder how much of Ezra Miller's performance was the the Josh we the Josh Whedon version oh, sure, of sure. Justice League, and I'm curious to see if the character is completely different in the Snyder uh, version because. That 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 is by far other than the terrible, not caring, horrible aspect of the Batman character. That's not even Batman in that movie. Right. By far the worst part of that movie is Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah, it, it's unbearable, and I want oh, yeah. him to die. And it's the most forced attempts at humor that are just horrible and completely out of place, horribly acted. Everything about it is awful. Yeah, and. It's so bad. It it almost feels like it was part of the shoehorning in afterwards. So I'm curious to see what the characters like in in the in original. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the same. I, I I don't know, but I think to some degree they will because I think that's just how Ezra Miller kind of plays his character. And, and yeah, and a lot of his other characters are kind of similar, other than the the drastic like we need to talk about Kevin movies, which is very different, but. It definitely it won't be as bad as Joss Whedon. That's that's his writing to a T. It's yeah. the awful humor and the the whippy puns and all that crap. But um, yeah. So to be fair, yeah. If you know, he might be different. We might like him a little bit more. Yeah. It, with us, although it might be a different kind of bad under Zack Snyder. It might just be true, dour true, and true. you know cynical. But we'll see. But anyway, I, again, I'm still not excited about a Flash movie with him. Yeah. Me but neither. Michael Keaton could help with that. But I don't know if it makes the whole movie worth it. And then now I, if, if, okay, if he was to come, if he was going to be in talks to be in a flash movie, I would rather that be him as like the Thomas Wayne character. than oh, yeah. Him back as a Bruce Wayne Batman, which I know isn't going to happen, but no, no. I would like, I would rather have that than have him just shoehorned in as, Oh, here's a different universe. Bruce Wayne for the flash. Yeah. Cause why? And it's like, you know, I I don't I like old Bruce Wayne as a mentor to a younger Batman. I do not like Bruce Wayne as just the godfather of the Justice League. God no, that's so dumb. It's no, such, it's so anti the character, and it's exactly what they did with that with Justice League with the just yeah. horrible horrible version of a non the worst at a, the worst depiction of Batman we have ever seen in any medium was Ben Affleck in Justice League. Which is such a shame because his character wasn't horrible in Batman no. vs Superman, aside from the murderiness and the fact yeah, that the he's a terrible, yeah. terrible Bruce Wayne. Because nobody buys Ben Affleck as a rich no. uh, aristocrat, or, aristocrat. Um, or likable. Yeah, no. Uh, but you know, th there were some positives of his his Batman performance in BVS, and then th there there was none. It does. It's like he's just walking around whining, trying to cut jokes, not caring about oh. his identity and just trying to recruit people for reasons. And now wanting to bring Superman back from the dead because yeah, they were best friends and he yeah. looked up to him and always idolized him. And you're just yeah, like, and this he, isn't even he, the same character. He's a hopeful, trusting one who thinks that, yeah. you know, friendship and teamwork. No, no. Batman's the one who has secret files on everybody ready to kill them if need be. Like, that's yes, not what he yes. does. Um, yeah, so, uh, again, if, um, anyway, uh, I, I, I just, I don't know how excited I am of that, but again, I would love, I would love to have Michael Keaton back 
as an older Bruce Wayne role. Just not either of those two that are being talked about. Yeah, no, no, I, I do not want him as a Nick Fury. I hate how yeah. there's, there's this need to think that there needs to be a Nick Fury type yeah. of character. No, it's, like, it's no. the Justice League. Right, exactly. Like, make yourselves different from Marvel. Because the that. Justice League doesn't need that type of connecting factor or whatever. So it's what like it... all of them. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's just all of them coming together. It's not, yeah. you know, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. brought them together. No. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, then what about the other one, the kind of lesser talked about rumor about a potential Batman Beyond, either uh, HBO Max movie or potential movie with um, Michael Keaton being brought back for that with uh, that. And apparently the, the, the rumor that I saw today, yep. Tim Burton coming back to uh, yep. they want Tim Burton to direct it. They want Johnny Depp to be in it as a Joker and they want to adapt uh Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond movie, which is one of the top, I would say oh, probably great. top three or four all-time great Batman animated movies. Um, again, I feel this kind of similar. I want Michael Keaton back? I yeah. want I want him in that role. I want that movie to be made. I do not want Tim Burton within uh, no. the globe of that no. movie. And no. I don't want Johnny Depp within... Well, not quite as much as I don't want Tim Burton, but I, I don't want Johnny Depp either, and I definitely don't want both of them together, under any circumstances, anywhere near that. Yeah, this was a hard no for me. Even though I want my my heart would love to see Michael Keaton as old, you know, Bruce Wayne in a Batman yep. Beyond movie, but again, I would like that if we had no other Batman going on. If we were in between Batman's, Robert Pattinson's Batman hadn't been cast yet, it was like. You know, what can we do? Oh, this would be cool now that HBO Max has the rights to the character and can make a movie. Sure. But then, like you said, I I, I do not want Tim Burton anywhere near this. I mean, even, you know, aside putting aside Batman Returns, what's the last good movie he directed? Uh, for me, he's directed two good movies and only two good movies, and both of them were before the year 1990. Pee-wee and Batman, I, I yes. presume? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a big Tim Burton. I can't fan. stand. I can't stand his his movies. Especially twenty first century Tim Burton is god even awful. Even worse because it's not caring Tim Burton, which is no, even it, worse. It's, it's the Alice in Wonderland movies, and then it's just oh, put Johnny Depp in a funny hat and makeup, and it's like oh god no. Right, and that's exactly what we would have, and I don't understand why oh. any studio or, or anyone would want anyone who gave two seconds of thought more than oh he directed one already. Once yeah. you get past that thought, it's a, it's, it's no, not in a million years. And I don't know why anyone would ever entertain that idea. I, it's just he hates nostalgia. Batman. He doesn't care. Why, why would, why would you want that? And now he has to direct two Batman in one movie. No, no. Because they, they, they just want to trick fans. Like, see, look, I mean, Tim Burton is coming back. And we all like his Batman movies. So this must be a good idea. It's not, you know, a shameless cash grab and nostalgia bait. And then. And then, like Batman, I don't want five different versions of the Joker too. We've got yeah, yeah, I agree. Stupid Walking Phoenix. We're about to have a new one for Robert Pattinson, right. and I certainly don't want Johnny Depp as whatever no. version Tim Burton would do. So, this one again, I would love to see Michael Keaton in the Batman Beyond movie done right, but this ain't it. This is nope. to me just cashing in on the popularity of Batman and Joker after the big movie, you know, and then just nostalgia of oh, let's bring back Tim Burton, even though he's completely sold out and does not care and then 
I don't know. I, HBO Max having access to the characters really kind of scaring me because, yeah. I mean, Batman is already getting milk dry in terms of every character, Harley Quinn, whatever, having yep. a spin-off TV show, whatever. But, dude, if we have four different continuities of the character going at once, ugh, I'll tell you right now, Um, I, I mean, I don't mind, in a way, the idea of introducing multiverse into DC movies. Mm-hmm. Part of me doesn't mind it, but also... Sure. And I say this one with 100% certainty that will that will 100% be the death of the super movie genre. Oh, like, yeah. W- without question. And um, it, it'll work for a brief period of time. It'll work. And um, obviously the hardcore fans will will keep keep going. But the general public will within two, three years of, of anything like that, maybe less will be completely done because there'll be yeah. now not only nine different super movies a year but three of them the are with character. the same character exactly and it will it will die it's already on a bubble and yep. after endgame endgame kind of really pushed it into a the bubble peak. yeah and uh it, it will completely burst if w- with any sort of multiverse thing that does happen which again that leads into one of the other topics i wanted to talk about real quick oh, which is some other news. Now, this is even more of rumor than the Michael Keaton stuff, but... So, grain of salt, yeah. Not even grain of salt. Like, it shouldn't <laughs> even be mentioning it. But I saw one tweet about it, and I was like, all right, I want to I want to think about it anyway. And it's... Okay. Tobey Maguire returning for uh, Doctor Strange 2. I saw, I saw some... Yeah. Recent... That's being stirred up recently. I'm not really sure how that originated, because I can't seem to find anything, but... Talk has been going about that again, potentially happening. And I think that would be the greatest thing that Marvel has ever done in the history <laughs> of the company. Uh, you would. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, and it makes 100% sense. It's already called the Multiverse of Madness. It has sure. Sam Raimi directing it. They mentioned Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 2. It's like, it, come on. It's, it's, oh, it's a no brainer. It, it fits yeah. like a glove. Yeah, I mean, we've already established that Doctor Strange exists with Tobey Maguire, uh, Maguire's Spider-Man in some way. Sure, sure. We need it. We need it to happen. We need it to happen uh, immediately. Look, I mean, I, I would love it too, just to see it again, just for nostalgia. I mean, even if, I feel like if we do get anything, it will be a quick cameo. I don't is, care. That's fine with me. Which I think is fine too, because again, I. My heart is like, oh, that'd be great as a fan, you know, getting to see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man again. But my brain is, it's just, one, it's, it's like, trough for the pigs. It's like, here, here's a little fan service. That's, that's the definition of fan service, let's be honest. Don't care. And Don't care. I, 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 I'm already, I already am pretty much done with, with the MCU. I really have no oh, interest. So I, I'm fine with that at this point. I mean, sure, that's a good point, yeah, because, like, we don't really care about the continuity anymore, because no. most of these characters, you know, the ones we like are gone, but, right. so that'd be fun as, like, a little gimmick theme, but to me, to me the, the biggest kind of philosophical problem with doing stuff like this is that you then have competing versions where sure. if i if i see the toby mcguire spider-man i'm gonna choose that any day or in, you know, any day of the year over the tom holland one so well now you you're show- just now you're just furthering the argument that disney made about the force awakens and not including luke skywalker and, and that's and that's the go-to because again their whole thing with the the star wars movie is that you know, they want us to care about the new characters, but when you give us the old characters that we have loved for years, of course we're going to side with them. But it's even worse when you hold the old characters from us 
Now we really aren't going to get invested in your new characters. Now we're just mad you haven't even shown us the other ones. Right. So, so it's like either either give it to me in full or don't or don't even, you know, offer it to me because, again, you know which one I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Tobey Maguire. I'm going to pick the original character. So like, don't even bring in the whole, oh, well, they could make a return because if they can, I want them and I want them over the new people. So I don't know. But I mean, novelty, would it be awesome to see Tobey Maguire in yes. some degree make a cameo like I think he will? Yeah, that'll be awesome. And yes. again, one of the few things that will make me interested in one of the new Marvel movies. Yes. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It would nice. It would be nice to see Spider Man finally in the MCU. It would be cool. For, yeah. For the first time ever, it would be. It would be really, really nice. Um. So yeah, and then the other, the other brief thing with news is, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes made it known that he would be more than willing of uh being Spider Man again and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. into the Spider Verse, which. 100% needs to happen as well. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield need to happen for that, too. But, yeah, because uh, they're doing a sequel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing made, what, three, four hundred million dollars. Yeah, um, I thought I didn't make that, that much compared. Huh? I thought I didn't make too much. Well, yeah, not compared to the live-action movies. Well, I mean, like, I guess I'm, I think, yeah, I saw someone comparing it to Lion King, because, you know, that made... That wasn't but, uh, even anim. Uh, that well, uh, yeah, that was animated. Um, it was only animated. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, it was animated. Um, but uh, okay, no, it's good. I'm I'm glad it did better than I thought it did. No, yeah, it made like three hundred something million. It made a bunch of money. Um, okay, yeah, that's good. But uh, that one hundred percent needs to happen because I mean yeah. I think without question he is the definitive voice of of Peter Parker and Spider Man. Oh, for me, uh, yeah, because for I, me one hundred percent. I I just finished rewatching the show in full for probably only maybe the second time I, I i uh yeah probably the second time at fully all the way through i don't think um, i ever i need to but uh because it's on disney plus now the spider-man yeah, animated yeah. series from from 1994 which to me is my biggest nostalgic uh cartoon f by far even more so than batman because i i did not grow up watching batman the animated series because obviously right. i wasn't born when it first aired and then I was what three and four when the the new animated series aired, and yeah. then they didn't show reruns of that show hardly at all. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw I watched Justice League and Spider. They showed re and again Spider Man was ninety four the year I was born, but they showed reruns of Spider Man like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I used to watch those all the time too. Yeah, so I watched I watched the crap out of that and um. So yeah, going back and rewatching that, it's it is the most Great. refreshing experience in the world because it is the comics definitive perfectly. Yeah. And, and again, it does. It's the perfect example of you don't have to follow the stories. No, it doesn't follow hardly any stories, but all no. the characters are almost a hundred percent accurate. Exactly, and that is what we care about. Yep. It's the characters. You can you can adjust the stories pretty much however you want. That's not the issue. We're, we're not all looking for perfect, exact story panel canon. For panel. And also yeah, there's like no. 90 different versions of stories and stuff like that. That too. But you keep the essence of these characters and that is what, that's what matters. And that yep. show does it better than anything else. Again, nothing in that show happens the way the comics happen. The Hobgoblin oh. is in like episode four and there's no Green Goblin until like episode 50. The yeah. Green Goblin comes from the Hobgoblin 
in this story, which is completely backwards. But yeah, that always confused me. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter because all the, Peter Parker is perfect, perfect personification. It's the it's the perfect adaptation of Spider Man, with the way he acts. The it, it it's the best version as far as being a Spider Man. Like just the nonstop zingers just flying out of yep. his mouth every two seconds. It's uh. I, it's it, it's fantastic. Mary Jane's perfect. Aunt yep. May is perfect. Um, uh, Harry Beautiful. Osborne, Flash, uh, they're they're all fantastic. Eddie Brock, J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Oh, it's so good. It Every, good. Everyone needs I, to go back and watch that show again if you haven't in a while. It is absolutely fantastic. Man. Yeah. How did how did we get on that? Uh, uh, well, apparently. Oh yeah. That yeah, was man. in the news of him saying that he would he would do the role again. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for that. He absolutely should, especially if they're going to continue with the whole multiverse and the movies. Like, yeah, how could his Spider-Man not be included? I know, I know. So make that happen. Oh, man. I want to just start watching that again, and I just finished <laughs> it. Um, okay, so that that's all the news. So we were able to do that news. quicker than I thought. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of news. So well, now, but who cares? on to... Uh, so, Ian, I think you already answered, but you you haven't watched any movies, have you? Uh, I have not. No, not any new movies. No. Uh, any uh, any any old movies? I don't even think I've rewatched any old. Uh, no, I rewatched uh, Men in Black after we recorded. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had to watch that movie in years. It was like three bucks on Amazon. I'm like, it's oh, I'm so good. That. It is good. It's great. It's so funny. I'm telling you, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, some of the best oh, buddy perfect. cops in any movie ever. Oh, totally. Their their chemistry is off the off the charts. It really is. It really is. Um, and it was uh, it was Ian's birthday. Uh, just it was, just, yeah, Wednesday. Uh, just two days yeah. ago. So um, happy, yeah, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you getting to work on your birthday. How yeah, nothing but fun. Yeah, so much fun. That that's sure. the way that's the way life works now. Woo. Um, but, uh, but now, have you have you seen anything? I have watched a handful of things. I watched Deadpool again for the first time in probably uh, a couple of years. It it's yeah. been a while since I watched Deadpool, and it's so good. First one's so good. It's so much fun. It is. It's just. It's such a joy. It is such a joy uh, to watch. I, I love it. Um, and then, uh, I think that's really the only movie I rewatched. I probably watched a couple others. I can't remember, but I watched two new movies this week. I uh, watched another Alfred Hitchcock that I haven't seen because I've been trying to watch more Hitchcock movies. So I oh, watched nice. I watched Dial M for Murder, and that was uh, that was another good movie. Again, a whole movie which takes place pretty much in one room. Oh wow! Uh, it's all in one room except you see the hallway and outside, and there's one scene in uh, like a nightclub, and that's it. It's all wow. just the one room again. And, and I didn't even realize it till like near the end of the movie. And I was like, we haven't left this room, have we? That's crazy. And it's it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's about a former tennis pro who's married to this rich, uh, w- rich woman who's Grace Kelly. And it's uh, not Jimmy Stewart, is it? No, no, it's okay. uh, shoot. It's I, I didn't know the guy. It's um, oh, okay. uh, it's Ray Miller Milland. Oh, okay. um, he, he plays the main guy and uh, he suspects his wife having an affair, which she is with Robert Cummings character, which is. Uh, oh, OK. Um, and so he hatches this plan to have her murdered. And 
of course it goes wrong and then the rest of the movie is and the guy he hires ends up getting killed by grace kelly and so now the whole rest of the movie is him trying to work his way out of this situation but then of course the cops now think and so what he does is he sets up his wife to look like she murdered him instead Uh, of self-defense and so it's this whole tangled web that ends up uh, unraveling and it's um really good really good another really good example of hitchcock tension but without like the terror element so it's different it's not like i don't know how to explain it it's just it's a different it's a different type of tension than in most of his movies but it's still rampant and still there and it's uh really well done really good performances again just the dialogue in hitchcock movies is just phenomenal and um yeah yeah really really good really good i haven't seen a hitchcock movie yet that i've been like ew that wasn't very good (laughs) every time it's like oh no that was that was great that was great yeah yeah i mean i i've yet to hear of people talking about a hitchcock movie in that regard too yeah uh then i saw a movie that was all that was pretty much on the same level as far as like just dialogue and intelligence and everything and that's the 1995 movie clueless oh i like clueless (laughs) that movie was just uh i mean it's it's a movie it's a movie it's it's definitely not for you (laughs) it's uh yeah it's it's definitely it's, a it's fine it's fine a time 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 in a bottle type of movie sure. like a, I mean that's fine uh, I mean it's interesting because half of I can't figure out how much of this movie is serious and how much of it isn't yeah yeah it's it's kind of weird like that people like, still I almost that. feel like it's almost a satire but oh, it's it like it never yeah, quite is. commits to that so it's like yeah. it's kind of confusing a little it bit but uh. I like it. I, I, I was weirded out that the plot didn't even start till like there were 20 minutes left in a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, oh, that's the plot. Oh, and now the plot's over. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it's only a small part of it, really. <laughs> yeah. But Alicia Silverstone is, is, is fun. She, oh, that she's, was, she's that was fun a big to movie. That movie. Oh. One of my, uh, one of my all time celebrity crushes, uh, Stacey Dash. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Really? She, Oh yeah, and the crazy part about her is that she looks hotter today than she did back then, and she's like in, I think in her fifties. It's crazy yeah, how good she looks. That, but, yeah, I mean, she was that, beautiful back fair. then. That, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah, she's she's older than my like my mom and dad. Yeah, and she looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, no, it, I, my, it's my, a, it's my a sisters... crazy movie just to see like all these people at just at oh, yeah. that age. Paul um, Rudd yeah and and donald Faison and all these people yeah, and you're yeah. like oh the, remember the titans and oh uh paul rudd yeah Freddie Murphy, looks I think, exactly yeah. the same he does as, <laughs> as he does does now. Age. uh brecken meyer uh yeah 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 it's uh it's that, definitely a 90s movie <laughs> yeah it's it's a and then uh wallace shaw and um oh yeah yeah it was it was, it was what it was it was it was fine I haven't yeah, seen. I, I missed a lot of '90s movies because I was that, too, I was too it, young yeah. to watch them when they were out, and then none of them are really all that sure. good to bother watching afterwards. So, uh, I mean, you had sure. you had older sisters, so you you had to watch all these all yeah, these and he movies. Loved movie, so, but that's uh, how I because we appreciated it. So I've gone back and trying to watch some of these because I just missed a whole decade of movies, and then every time I watch them, I'm just like, eh, yeah, there was a reason why. I hadn't seen a lot of these movies, but sure. it's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. I like it, yeah. 
Um, it's very colorful. It's it's fun to it's fun to look at. That's for sure. Oh sure, it's, it's the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, so that's that's all I've watched. Um, other than our movie for Movie Swap, which check out our latest episode of Movie Swap, which is now it's up on YouTube. Yeah, at, yeah, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Beyond Cape Crusaders review on YouTube, and um, yeah, we talked Gone with the Wind and Black Klansman, but mostly Gone with the Wind. So, and actually, not even that. Mostly the stuff surrounding gone with the wind so sure yeah go and, uh, yeah definitely check that out or you can check it out it's up on our twitter page at uncaped review on yeah. twitter uh all right not too bad now to actually get into the main part of the show which i didn't even mention at the beginning which i probably should oh have what before. episodes we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah i should have mentioned that <laughs> nor I, I normally do but we had a bunch of other stuff um we got three episodes of Batman the Animated Series. That's where we are today, which I guess you know that because it's in the title of the episode. But anyway, yeah. um, so we have Birds of a Feather. We have What is Reality? And we have I Am the Night. Yeah. Those are the uh, three episodes we're getting to. And so we'll start with uh, Birds of a Feather. And uh, Ian, I think we might we, – I think we have a contender for the worst all-time episode of Batman the Animated Series. You think? I hate this episode. I hate yeah, every really? part of this episode. What do you hate about it? It's Batman Returns. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I get, I get the Vietnam flashbacks with some scenes in this. The whole movie is Batman. The, the whole episode is Batman Returns. Well, Every what kind of part of it? What kind of helps it for me is I, 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 I think I was more maybe because we rewatched it uh, more recently, but I was reminded more of the uh, Adam West episode with the penguin going straight, with like the penguin walks the straight and narrow. Yeah, where he, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So luckily I was thinking more of that episode than I was Batman Returns. But then when the one guy Pierce goes down to the sewers, I'm like, oh, God, no. And then I just I just see the, the flashbacks of Batman Returns. But I, I get where you're coming from. And I mean, and this is the Batman Returns penguin, which they they had for the whole first. Sure. The whole yeah. First run of the, of the show, which stinks. Um, cause yeah. It's a horrible character design because it's just awful. And Tim Burton's the awful worst. Stupid. Um, yeah. So I already don't like that. And then that. they have him just completely act like that character as well, which I I hate. Like, that's not the Penguin. Nothing about yeah. Tim Burton's Penguin. Everyone talks about how great the Penguin is. It's like, no, oh. that, that's not the Penguin at all. Oh, the, the makeup's good. Dane DeVito's good, but not, sure, it's not but the Penguin. That's not the Penguin. That's oh, a, that's a crazy that Tim Burton character. Exactly. Um, And again, which they do a great job with the new animated series of changing that character to actually be oh, the Penguin. Thank God. Yeah. Um, which is really good when they finally do that. Because, uh, yeah, the Penguin is Oswald Cobblepot. He's an aristocrat crime boss. And that's that's more of what his character is. He's not a deformed sewer child. Sewer who child who's obsessed with, like, women and wants fish to and wants to just... Make these women his bride or whatever. I don't know. He's not an animal. No. Which is what they... That's what the movie did, and that's now what this show continues for. Again, mo bad. most of the time they don't do it that bad. No, it, no. You know, we've seen the Penguin a bunch of times before, and, but this is just like they were lazy. This was like the laziest episode ever. They're like, ah, just do Batman Returns. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess you could. Yeah. yeah so I, mean, I get how some people like it. It. it, it I don't I've seen it. a lot of good stuff about it, that, or a lot of things that people like about it with obviously the tragic character and penguin trying to go straight and then being guess. 
made fun of, you know, and and drawing a crime and being like a sympathetic type thing, which I I get and and I guess and the whole the whole thread of penguin missing the people that actually care about him and wanting the people that don't care about him to care about him uh yeah. i saw someone mention how batman is the one is the person that cares about penguin the most hmm. and because again when he gets out of jail batman is the one who's just uh, sure. right there wait i mean now obviously it's he's keeping an eye on him but <laughs> yes it's more about i'm just sure, waiting sure. for you to slip up um but anyway I, I hate it. I hate every part of this episode. I, I can't stand it. I, I, I can't hate, say I hate I... the character. I hate I hate that it's just a rehash of a movie that I absolutely despise. And oh, yeah. it's it's not that interesting. You get introduced no. to Veronica Vreeland, which ends up being a recurring character. It's her first oh, appearance yeah, yeah. on the show. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. My, my, my favorite character is Pierce. Oh, Pierce is good. Yeah, Pierce like is Pierce. great. He's the snobby stereotype Answer and, aristocrat yeah. nutball. And uh yeah. that he he's fun. I just like the funny voice that he does. But uh <laughs> I, I hate this episode. Like this is up there with Moon of the Wolf as as all time worst episodes for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't I don't I don't hate this episode, but I can't say it's yeah, one of my favorites because yeah, now now that you point out again, I'm surprised I, I wasn't hit over the head more with the whole imagery of Batman Returns, but maybe I just blocked that movie out so much in my mind. And then I just, <laughs> and then I, you know, I look at this show as, you know, one of my all-time favorite shows ever. I'm like, oh, no, I, these are people I like, you know, who who always do Batman well, so they could never be influenced by by that movie. But Of course they were influenced by that movie. It just come were, out yeah. when the show came out. Yeah, I know. So it's it's hard to deny, but um, yeah, I'm sure now if I rewatch the episode again, thinking about how much you know how it really is just paying lip service to one of the worst if not the worst batman movie ever yes yeah i, I think but, uh, i think it's by far the worst batman movie ever uh, yeah probably yeah because you can't really and count not this. on a technical level as far as no, obviously no, no. batman and robin is way worse but obviously as far as me and getting enjoyment watching it i get more enjoyment making fun of batman and robin than i do trying oh, gotcha. to sit through the sludge that is Batman Returns, which is kind of a shame because Michael Keaton is great in that movie. Sure, and the Batman character, the Batman character does a real. I think they do a really good job, other than the murder aspect of the character. Yeah, he's still killing people. Um, Other than that aspect, I think they do actually a really good job of kind of furthering that character. Some, he's not in it, but he's never in it. Yeah, it's like twenty six minutes in the two hour runtime. You see Batman or Bruce Wayne, either. Michael Keaton is in like a third of the movie. Yeah, so that's why we we have no problem ranking. No, Batman less, less, less. Robin. He's in he's in like a fourth of the movie. His oh, own yeah, movie. He's, but that's why we have no problem putting Batman and Robin above Batman Returns because yeah. that's more of a Batman movie because you at least have Batman. And so right. yeah, this is that's why we really need to do our ranking video next. But do we have Batman and Batman and Robin? Do we really? I mean, the version we have is <laughs> is debatable. But at least we see someone in costume who's supposed to be right, Batman. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Um. Anyway, so I'm turning this into I Hate Batman Returns podcast, but... Um, yeah, we have a whole episode just dedicated to that alone. <laughs> the, look, I understand why they have the Pagliacci scene in there, because it's sure. it's it's uh, setting up the whole Penguin, uh, Veronica Vreeland turn on him and everything. Yeah. But come on. 
the well, Joker, man. Like yeah, I know the Joker. They they did it in in '66. Use it as a callback for the oh, show. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, what what are we doing? Why are we doing this with Penguin? No, just just no. Yeah, complete waste. Yeah, really not also, a very original. Who is episode. Bruce in at the opera with? There's some girl oh, in the yeah. box. I don't know who this eh. is. Uh, you know, her animation boy, doesn't even move. It. She's just no, a mat, no. a mat painting. No. <laughs> it's just arm candy. He's always going to have it. I questions. guess. Um, uh, trying to look up some stuff with this episode. And I already said, I'm seeing the first Veronica Vreeland appearance, which she sure. ends up being a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Fine, um, let's see. Yeah, the episode. Uh, oh, felt... okay. Uh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. It's the first time in one of the episodes where uh, a villain actually tries to go straight at any point. Oh yeah, I guess it is in in this uh, animated show. Yeah, yeah, good point. So that's uh, I mean, and that's always interesting. And that's fine, but yeah, I don't mind that. Again, like there was there was something you could do with a story with the penguin involving going straight, but just not Batman Returns. Yeah, but the penguin—they literally make him such a monster per- type character that you—you you don't care. You're just like, no, he's creepy and annoying. Oh, like, no. yeah, he's a—he's a villain who thinks he's the most intelligent person ever. Right. Uh, okay, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. How do the when uh, he and Veronica Vreeland are walking through the alley and they get attacked? Oh yeah. How in the heck do these people not know who the penguin is? There yeah, are other one. criminals. He's a world class known head villain. Always in the news. And these people don't know who the penguin is. Yeah, that's like that's, that's like as bad as Henry Cavill not knowing who Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is and Batman yeah. versus Superman. That's, that's as like, stupid. Yeah, that's like, oh, I'm gonna rob that clown walking down the street. Oh, he does the Joker. Oh, biggest mistake of my life. Like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's uh, yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's really yeah. Uh... It, it, oh, and they like it would have made total, total more sense if like Penguin had set that up to make himself look like a hero in front of Veronica, what's her name, and like those were his goons. But no, they're just they're idiots. Yeah. Yep. They are. They are morons. Um. Yeah. There's this, not. There's not really. Uh. There's not really anything else that I have no, to say one, about this episode. I'm even looking up some stuff on it, and it's like, yeah, not really anything that interesting. <laughs> This is one of the few times I'll say uh, the Adam West show did uh, did the storyline way better. Oh gosh, yes. Oh yeah. Yes, they did a way better version of of, of this, and they yeah, do a better again. version of Penguin for Mayor, which I can't wait for us to get to that episode. Oh nice. That's all time classic on uh on that show. That's where that originated. Ah. Uh, uh, it might have been in the comics, but that's. Oh, where, fact, uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't Returns, but yeah. But uh, anyway, um. So, yeah, that episode aired February 8th, 1993 as a 7.9 on IMDb. Damn. People love Batman Returns. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. In a minority. It's weird. I don't. I, I hate it. Um, okay, so moving on to the next episode, which is What is Reality, which is... A last, uh, very episode. bittersweet episode because there's it's the last it's the last time we get John Glover's Riddler in the entire run of Batman the animated series. What a shame. It really is. It's mind blowing and I I don't understand. John Glover's perfect and he's awesome. And why yeah. would you just not use his character again? I don't, I don't know. 
it, it, it makes no sense. It's not like he was, not that I can think of career-wise, in the middle of some giant movie or popular TV show where they just couldn't get him. Like, no, no offense to John Glover, but yeah, um, unless he had some like family issues going on and he just couldn't record more and, and yeah, do more. But I don't know. Yeah, what a, what a waste. It is because he's so good. Um, right. And it's such a good character. We saw him first in the, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? And now this is what is reality. And then that's it. There's two Riddler episodes in the whole run of Batman the animated series. And, and the Riddler is such a, such a pivotal villain for any Batman rogue, you know, gallery. It's like, you gotta have the Riddler. So it's only an easy two episodes? character to do also. That too. Yeah. It's not hard. But, uh, so this episode Riddler's trying to wipe out all of his existence, basically. Edward Nigma, yeah. Yeah, Edward Nigma deleting all of his records and, and getting people to steal the hard copies of files. Which and is before then, the internet when you could do that pretty much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he um, delivers this giant computer to police headquarters. Yeah. One, the computer is the size of a building. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> and it was just delivered into a room. And, and set up <laughs> one they act like it just appeared there yeah, like no. oh some this is here two that is not fitting through any of these doorways it would have had to be completely built inside yeah, you would, the room you would you would have had to have a whole team of it guys came in it in a box oh sure i mean I, I'm just trying to figure out the physics of this. It, it oh, just, there are none. It, it doesn't make any sense. It just, poof, appears. Yeah, you just kind of have to skip over that part. And um, and then apparently sure. it's a puzzle box. Oh, yeah, back and, to the puzzle, but yeah. Right, which I assume would, I, I thought was like a Rubik's Cube. Uh, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> but Robin, like, looks around and pushes one part of it, and then it just unfolds. And you're like, I, I, now I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I although that has the best line of the whole episode when Batman's like, oh, yeah. you think you can open that? You think you can do do this? He's like, yeah, it's like a Chinese. It's like a variation of the Chinese puzzle box. It's a Baxter's box. He's like, hey, you're looking at the person who uh, uh, completed Baxter. One. Yeah, solved the Baxter's box in 37 seconds. And then under his breath, he goes, although <laughs> yeah. this time I don't have a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a great line. <laughs> that is the line of the episode. That is fantastic. That, may, that makes me laugh every time. Oh, that's a good, good um, one. So, yeah, it's this giant computer. It's this virtual reality computer. And he ends up using it to trap Commissioner Gordon in it. And then Batman has to go into virtual reality and try and get Commissioner Gordon out. Because before he dies of a heart attack. And yeah. Because in, in the uh, virtual reality, he's on some carousel going like 100 miles an hour. Yeah, in a circle. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird. It's kind of weird. To me, the, out there. the best part of this episode is the part before Batman goes into the virtual reality uh, computer when he's tracking down the Riddler in the real world. That, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the best part of the episode. Yeah, like when he goes to the DMV with a van and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like all that aspect of the episode a lot. and and um. But I, I also like the virtual reality stuff. Oh, one sure. Cause, one, because it kind of reminds me of Inception, of course, because it's very yeah, dreamlike. Yeah. But I just like how they, they went for it and went for something different where it's like, hey, if we're going to have the Riddler kind of torment and, and 
uh, taunt Batman all these different ways that are pretty much impossible. So the only way we could explain it is if it took place in virtual reality. So then we right. have to worry about how the hell do you get mechanical <laughs> astrological bowls to chase Batman or whatever. And <laughs> it's, it's very out there. But again, I, I give them credit for creativity. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's definitely one that's that's a little bit further out there, but yeah. uh, is done well. Um, but yeah, I guess the one the one thing I that that could have been better is this is the last time we see the Riddler, and we really barely even get any Riddler in this episode. Yeah, that's a good point. We, I mean, most of the time he's uh, talking them through his riddles, or like on a on a or through the the computer, I guess. And then yeah. we, you don't see him until the very end, and the ending's kind of dark. Yeah, and it's kind of dark. Apparently, he gets he gets trapped in the computer. And they which just leave him there. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how that makes any sense I, I at all like, you know, if you if you die in the matrix you die sure but brain. It, it was the the computer batman and robin were on blew up not his yeah. so uh, they, why... see, they see something about the whole system going down or whatever yeah that was a little that was a little weird but like, uh, it's it's funny when when 90s stuff tries to explain computers you know where they'll, they'll use words <laughs> like software and hardware is that they're different right like, well, right really it's like well you checked out all the software but you didn't check the hardware it's like okay what exactly do you mean by that because i don't think I mean, you what would... is this like cor- he said they have a cordless modem but it's a okay, cord yeah. plugged into the thing and you're like Wait, it's like, it's wait, ni- what? <laughs> it's the 90s. Nothing was cordless. <laughs> what do you mean a cordless modem as there's a, and it pans to a cord plugged into the computer? And I was like, yeah, we, we barely had cordless phones. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's a little odd. The technical aspects are definitely in question of this episode, but, um, uh, no, but it's fun. And it's another, yeah. it's another, uh, it's a good Gordon performance getting to, you know, Gordon gets to do something not what he normally gets to do so that's uh that's always fun as well but um yeah it's it's not it's not like a fan you know it's not one of the all-time great episodes or nothing but but it's still fun and obviously and obviously john glover is always fun to get to hear as really even though it's always it's all in echoes but uh, yeah i so i wonder if I guess they knew they weren't going to be able to use him again. Hence the the fact that his character maybe almost kind of has a death at the end. You could argue, yeah. Although for it, for, for a show like this, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, gra- granted, it's something a show like this could easily explain bringing him back. You know, oh, he snapped out of it, or the right. computer finally shut off. But like, it, it definitely seems like they knew they weren't going to be able to use again. Hence the fact that it ends with him his brain being fried. You know. Yeah, it's the first time we ever see any sort of like definitive End. thing yeah. happen to. Villain. to a character which yeah, yeah. is it's pretty weird and also um what is riddler trying to do oh yeah what's his motivation why does he <laughs> deliver this to police headquarters like is he just trying to if you because if you die in there you die for real and so that's why he did it I guess he was trying to kill Gordon, although he never says why specifically. Because, of course, the first episode was him getting back at his old employer. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why specifically he, he just had to kill Gordon. And I, I guess, you know, in the hopes also killing Batman. But, yeah, there's that's a good point. We never really find out why specifically now he's doing this. But I guess he doesn't need a reason. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. Um, also, Batman doesn't do a great job in this episode. He just gets beat up the whole time. Yeah, he does. <laughs> just pounded by those uh, Riddler, Riddler uh, heavies. And um, that's a weird scene in the DMV when he's just getting beat oh, down yeah. with license plates. And yeah, yeah, which aren't hard at yeah, all. Yeah, that's a strain. That was a little strange. Um, <laughs> uh, we get two Robin episodes back to back, or two episodes with Robin. Uh, we do. Yeah, because he's in Eye in the Night. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that is nice because yeah, we don't get to see enough Robin in these uh, nice. first he pops in every now and then. Yeah, first handful of things, which I mean, they explain away because he's at college. So, oh sure, yeah, no problem. With. But I don't, uh, yeah, I don't need Robin. I don't want Robin in every episode necessarily, but um, they do a good yeah, job with the Batman and Robin dynamic in this show, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really, really good job. Um, but yeah, I I don't really have much else to. To talk about with uh with this episode um oh, a solid episode. so apparently that chessboard stage in the virtual reality world was um a level in the video game the adventures oh. of batman and robin oh that, that was another thing about this episode they had some cool kind of like callback puns with the chess about yeah. you know nightfall and stuff like that so a little you know wink wink easter eggs every now and then uh, had Nightfall even been written? Yeah, I thought Nightfall came out in... Oh, God. No, maybe it hadn't. Because when did this episode air? This episode aired uh, November of 92. Let's see. Nightfall came out in... Oh, yeah. Nightfall came out in 93. Okay. Wow. They're winning. <laughs> so they just... I guess they just... Retroactively referenced yeah. something yeah. in uh in Batman. Yeah, well, I guess now now it means a lot more than it did back then, but okay. Oh, interesting. Right. Um, cool. So, yeah, this is pretty much, I mean, the Riddler pretty much does the same thing as in the first episode where he's trying to trap people in a puzzle. Sure. You know, which makes he's sense, a, obviously. He's a Riddler, yeah. Um, and uh, so the idea, apparently, of Riddler leaving, like, numeric patterns hidden in his riddles like it oh yeah, yeah. The questions of riddles was well that was obviously used in uh batman forever yeah it was yeah it was nice part of, the, part of the riddler and um huh that's funny um in this trivia thing it it, it mentions the nightfall play on words with the comic storyline but that doesn't make any sense because it hadn't come out yet yeah it only it only makes sense now but right it's funny that at the time, th for them, it was nothing special. That's interesting. Right. <laughs> so that's funny that this is even used as a trivia thing, even though that's not true. <laughs> um, and then, can we talk about the riddles for a second? Oh, um, sure. They don't make any. Some of them don't make any sense. Yeah, and they act like they're so common. Like knowledge I get the easy. first one. You know, the the where does a five hundred pound gorilla sleep? That I mean, everyone knows that one just anywhere at once. Yeah. But what's worse than a millipede with flat feet? A giraffe with a sore throat. I, I don't I don't understand that one. Yeah, again, like Alfred acts like these are common riddles that everybody hears in school, and I'm like, right. I, I didn't know these. <laughs> I, I don't understand that one at all. The first one makes I sense. Either. That one doesn't make sense. And then the five elephants in a compact car, two in the front seat, two in the back, and one in the trunk. Uh, uh, I mean, a trunk because uh, elephant trunk, but I, other than I that, don't, I don't I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 
these these seem like 66 level riddles yeah I mean, <laughs> like i feel like you you still could have done the whole uh you know number theme but just with different riddles in general like and it still would have made sense but you would, you yeah, would, i don't know you would think um anyway uh this episode aired november 24th 1992 and it has a 7.9 on imdb the same rating as yeah, the uh, previous uh... one all right so that's two episodes sure. now moving like in. The, probably the average i guess uh maybe i'm not sure i don't remember what the no i think the average is like eight something yeah, so it's right around there. Yeah. But uh and then the third episode that we watched was uh, I am the knight. This is one of Ian's top uh, episodes of the whole show. So go oh, yeah. for, go for it. Well, it's an episode that uh I love because it's a perfect type of story that's perfect for Batman where it's literally Batman contemplating whether or not what he's doing is actually you know, causing any good or is, is going to change anything in the worthwhile. Uh, Cause it starts with Batman, you know, coming, coming back from his typical not night of crime fighting or uh, crime fighting. And uh, he's tired. <laughs> uh, Alfred just sees him. It's awesome. He's sitting in like a throne, almost like a, a chair, male yeah. stone in the back game, which is cool. But uh, yeah, Alfred's just like, you all right. And, Batman is like, no, man, I'm I'm tired. He's like, and I'm not just you know exhausted. This is tired of the spirit. He's you know he's questioning what he's doing, and and Alfred's kind of like, oh, you know, well, you know, give it time and you'll be all right. But he he's clearly not well. Yeah. Um, and then what what happens after that? Uh, oh no, it's the anniversary of his parents' death, yep. so he's got to go. Of course, pay respects with a which Leslie this is Tompkins. the first of uh, or this is the second episode now with um, the anniversary of his parents' death, which we already yeah, saw earlier one. in the appointment of crime. Appointment alley. Of crime alley. Yep. Uh, and you always got love when he goes to place the roses in his Batman costume. And it's like, yep. Okay. I hope no one sees you because they might, <laughs> they might put it together. Yeah. But... The, uh, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is a little bit smarter with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with that in, in, in Batman 89 where he went as Bruce Wayne. Right, which I mean, you would think you would want to do, but uh, it's still a cool image. Uh, sure. Nonetheless, there's a lot of I, I realize also there's a lot of gifts that come from this episode alone. Yes. There's the famous one where you know Batman just puts his head on his hands, which everyone uses for like you know, oh god, you gotta be kidding me. And then of course, whenever um, whenever someone dies, you know, the Twitter, I think the animated series Twitter, they use the the gif of Batman putting down the roses for yeah. like you know Joel Schumacher and you know Neil. But um, yeah, so a lot of stuff comes from this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, so that happens, and then uh, as they're doing that, this uh, one kid named Wizard is uh, uh, like scamming people for change, and then a couple of goons uh, try to beat him up because you know he's working a part of town he shouldn't, I guess, or whatever. And uh, Batman saves him, but the kid is kind of ungrateful because the kid kind of thinks Batman is a joke. And we see earlier on that there's another kid who's wearing a Batman costume as like a novelty kind of tourist uh, gimmick, um, and so. Uh, and so one of the thugs falls on the roses and that pisses off Batman even more. <laughs> and, um, and, and so Batman, you know, saves wizard, but he's not grateful. And, uh, so, um, Batman tells Leslie to take him to the missionary instead of, you know, laying him back on the streets or whatever. So, uh, so that pays off later, but, um, yeah, so <laughs> Batman's really fed up with it. And then during this whole time, there's a, a police raid going on that, uh, Gordon is, is, uh, leading on, um, what's his name? Jimmy, the jazz man, I think. Yeah, the jazz. Some man. gang. Yeah, some gangster. 
And uh, the raid goes bad, and Gordon is severely wounded, which Batman wasn't there in time to help. So hence the fact Gordon gets wounded. And that's pretty much like the breaking point for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, you know, Gordon's in the hospital, clean on for dear life, Barbara's there, Bullock, Bullock is there. And, and I like how Barbara doesn't blame Batman, of course, you know. Yeah. Which, you know, is pretty much in line with her character, but, of course, Bullock does. And Yeah, I, I wanted, I have a real issue with this. Um, oh, okay. Look, I, I, I love the, the police anti-Batman, the Bullock anti-Batman. That, that's all great. I'm always down for that. Uh, we don't we don't get enough of it in Spider-Man anymore. Um, oh god! But I like that element. But in this instance, it makes no sense. Hmm. It makes no sense. His whole thing is he's mad that Batman is Batman, and if he wasn't Batman, this wouldn't happen. But then he's also mad that he wasn't there. Oh yeah. And you're point. like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, make up your mind. It's like you can't you can't be mad that he's being Batman. And then be mad he wasn't there that he say, wasn't there. Or, it's like, you, if he wasn't Batman, he wouldn't have been there. What What, what are you mad about? I can't. I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's like they, they it's like a double negative where it ends yeah, up no, you're right. making no sense why he's actually mad at him. Other That's a than good point. He's just mad. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue just, I mean, it's irrational anyway. So Yeah, he's just trying to place the blame, sure, I guess, because, sure. you mean, know, he's... He's emotional, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but still, it bugs me. No, you're it's right. Like, <laughs> look, I'm all I'm all for being a- against Batman, but like, you can't have both. Take one. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So when that happens, that's the breaking point for Batman. He goes back, and we get a great scene of him trashing the Batcave and destroying all the forensic stuff. And good just... gosh, millions. Yeah. Yeah, God knows how much. Although, <laughs> I guess if he all funded it, it's not as bad. Yeah, but, uh, but still, still, like, and yeah. then how does he think about how long it's going to take him and Alfred to build everything again? It's yeah, not like you can just hire out Alfred. contractors to come work in the Batcave. No, and I'm sure Lucius Fox would probably have to help too. Yeah, good point. Well, <laughs> um, this this Lucius Fox isn't a part of any of that in this no, no. This, this show. But um, bring him in. But yeah, so that happens, and then we we see uh, Robin come back. Alfred brings Robin back to kind of snap Bruce out of it. That's and, a great moment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I love. And um, even that doesn't work, uh, which really shows you that Batman is at the end of his rope here, and he yeah. pretty much decides that he's done. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's really good psychological look into the emotional toll that it takes. Just, just to be Batman and the 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 crushing pressure that he puts on himself each and every each and every night, and does a yeah, really good job of showing that. Yeah, because what I love about this episode, it, it reminds me of um the the first episode of season three of Daredevil, when um uh, you know like Daredevil is pretty much he's presumed dead, he's all beat or he's you know he's recovering from after you know being crushed you know by the building or whatever, yeah. and um but he still wants to be daredevil, but he doesn't, he think he can't anymore. So he goes out to, you know, to fight those one goons. And basically they just start beating the crap out of him. And it's, you literally find out, Oh, he literally wants to just die as daredevil. And it's like, Oh man, it just, I don't know. It reminds me of this episode too, where both those characters, whenever you look at, cause I feel like they're the, some of the only superheroes where you really have other than Spider-Man, where you have these moments of them actually, questioning what they're doing but also it makes sense where you don't you don't blame them you're not like oh 
just suck it up and keep doing what you're doing. It's like, no, any human being who did this for any extended period of time would be wondering, like, God, like, what happens? Do I just keep doing this until I get old and my knees blow out or I die? Yeah. So that's yeah. what I love about Batman. So whenever people say, oh, there's nothing interesting you can write with them other than making them murderers, it's like, no, there's plenty of interesting stories you can write for them where they deal with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this episode is perfect, perfect proof. Yeah, and then it's got a great ending too with yeah. uh with the wizard character uh thanking Batman for for saving him and then and then um as he's going back home that, that's a really good moment. Really yeah, really I've... really good performance by Seth Green. Seth Green, as, yeah, yeah. Uh, as that that's character. And uh, it it hits me every time that last scene just how sincere it's played and just the acting is fantastic. No, it's no doubt. Really good. Yeah, because then what happens is, you know, uh, the Jimmy the Jazz guy somehow gets let out of prison, or he escapes from prison. That's, and he wants we to... could talk about that for a minute. That's the most ridiculous prison escape I've ever seen. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to escape from this <laughs> yeah, prison. No. There's just a guy that's like, oh yeah, if you want to escape, just go talk to him and he'll he'll get you out. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Well, then why are any of you still here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess it's not Blackgate. It's a whole different prison, so I guess this one is not nearly... As secure, obviously, but yeah, that's pretty funny. It's like, no, is just this talk not to this Blackgate? Guy. Like, I thought this was Blackgate. No, it, it's uh, they, Stone something, I think. Um, it, uh, I saw it, I know they mentioned it. It's not Blackgate, but it's... Oh, well, it looks like Blackgate, stone. and it's sure. the same location as Blackgate on, like, the island. It, it's like, the yeah, they call, it, they call it Stonegate. Weird. So I don't it's know. still Gate, but it's not Blackgate. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so he escapes, and he wants to finish off Gordon, because Gordon had put him in jail previously. Um, it's a little, so weak, that's what, little weak on the motivation level. Yeah, it's like, couldn't you just Why kill... is this any different than any other rogue? Right, you know, or, or don't you just want to kill any cop or probably Batman? Let's be real, Batman probably put you in prison. Yeah, probably. But, um, but yeah, so it, you know, but that's what snaps Bruce finally out of it, is that Gordon's in danger and he realizes, oh, now, like, people I care about still need me. So, uh, the, Jimmy the Jazz guy is on the, on the, uh, those platforms or whatever that you know you use to watch windows the scaffolding like the painter scaffolding, scaffolding. Yeah. yeah he's gonna he's gonna shoot gordon and uh batman comes through clutch they fight in the room and he's about to freaking blow away barbara because she gets in front of gordon yeah. and of course you know batman uses a <laughs> precise aiming batarang right in the barrel and uh blows up and blows his hand pretty good and um and yeah then bulk and everyone comes in and arrests him and then we get a great little moment with with uh Gordon when he finally wakes up at that moment and talks to Batman, which I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a great moment. Because he's like, you know, he's like, no, I, you know, he's like, I, 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 I'm old and stuff like that. But if I was younger, I wish I was like you. You know, he's like, I wish I, I, I could be a hero like you. And and Batman just goes like, no, man, you're the hero. And it's a little cheesy, sure, but I, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good moment. It's a good moment. And then yeah, then we get the awesome moment after that with um with Wizard and. We see he's turned the life. We we see he's turned his life around because of Batman, right? Which is great, and which also proves why not killing is so important because you have more of an effect by not killing than actually killing. Yep, yep, exactly. If you, yeah, if you kill people, you're never gonna, you know, inspire people like this to change because you're not gonna give them the chance to. But Batman right. is willing to give them the chance to, and then he's willing to, you know, put them away if they don't take that chance, which is great. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. Great episode. I I love it. Yeah, I like this episode. I don't like it nearly as much as you do. 
Um, right. I, I, I like this episode. I like a lot of elements of it. It's not one of my all-time favorites. It's not the most like entertaining or anything. I'll, I'll give it's you that. Just it's just a little fun. slow, and there's sure. not really a point to most of the stuff that's happening. It, it's it's very much set on just the one. Yeah. Out, out of the three acts or whatever, the three stories, it's really only focused on just the mentality of Batman, and they don't really care about the other stuff. Yeah, um, everything else that happens in the episode is kind of just at the service of the right. story. But yeah. but but yeah, those those key moments are really really well done, and oh yeah, and are they really really nail with uh those parts this is um this is technically it's the second appearance of back of uh, barbara gordon because she's in the heart of right. steel episode but yeah. this episode aired first oh, before okay. those so this is te- this is also the first appearance of, oh, nice. of barbara gordon on uh on the show it aired on november 9th 1992 and has very high rating 8.5 so wow, people really nice. do appreciate well really deserved. do appreciate appreciate this uh this episode very again well deserved again again this episode just proves a whole oh if it's meant for kids the, the writing has to be lazy no this this is great mature actual you know methodical writing to deal with a subject matter like this for a kid show so it's like don't don't give me that crap mm-hmm. they do a good job of having commissioner gordon get shot without ever mentioning that commissioner gordon got shot oh yeah yeah in a good way <laughs> we're, we're uh working their way around that yeah, they That's do. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> they do that really well. Um, yeah, there's there's so many great quotes in this yeah. in this episode. Just a weary body can be dealt with, but a weary spirit, that's something else. Right. Uh, I've put out a few fires, yes. Won a few battles, but the war goes on. Yep. Alfred, on and on. Uh, I mean, that, that's the bittersweet thing about Batman is that, you know, it, like – constantly in the back of your mind you're thinking oh yeah one day he's either gonna be too old to do this or he's gonna die but there's still gonna be crime in gotham so how do you deal with that and that's a great kind of dilemma that's facing batman that you always have to deal with that i feel like a a lot of writers kind of shy away from because of it you know whereas Mm -hmm. superman or other characters oh you know they'll you know you don't have to worry about them aging because they're aliens or superhuman or whatever but right batman you have to acknowledge that yep i love it uh yeah, so a real real solid episode there. All right, um, we're next week. We're back in the '66 Batman world, um, but when we do come back with the animated series, we're we're gonna talk about one of my favorite episodes of all time. We have oh uh, a couple of decent episodes, and then one of my all time favorites. We're gonna have Off Balance, where we get introduced to Vertigo. Okay. Um, then we're gonna have the man who killed Batman. Nice. One of my top five all-time episodes, and has probably my greatest Joker moment in any medium of Batman ever. <laughs> oh yeah. And the the funeral. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! The Joker's <laughs> eulogy for Batman is this is my single greatest. It's the best Joker thing ever done. Comics, feel- movies, doesn't matter. That is the best Joker moment ever. I feel like we say that a lot, but this may actually very well be it. If there was one thing where you're just like, who's the Joker? That is the Joker. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. that Joker is, is in that eulogy to Batman. <laughs> and then, That's going to be good. And then the way it ends it is so perfect. Everything about it is perfect. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? <laughs> I say that all the time. You do. All I, the time. It's, that. it's fantastic. <laughs> 
Uh, and then also we have mudslide, so we'll have another clay face. Oh, okay, episode, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he's starting to fall apart. So, two two good episodes with off balance and mudslide, and then just an absolute classic in uh, the man who killed Batman. So that's gonna be fun. Okay. Next week though, we're back in the '66 Batman world, um, where we got episodes three and four of season two. And we got some Catwoman action. So we got uh, Hot Off the Griddle and The Cat and the Fiddle. So another really good titled episodes there. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because Julie Newmar's Catwoman is one of the best parts of the show. She's absolutely fantastic. And uh, these are are good episodes. Okay, good. These are good episodes. So. Yeah, because we needed them after the last couple. Yeah, the last, yeah, Art Carney was not there. Um, if it wasn't for Alfred being Batman, there wouldn't have been much to write home about about that last no last no, no. week's episode. Not not very good. Um, but yeah, Let's this is gonna it. be fun. So we got some nice. good ones coming up next week for Batman sixty six. Um, all right, any final thoughts, Ian? No, I mean, I I guess we should at some point soon whenever we can film our uh batman ranking list because i feel like now would be a good time with all the freaking news coming out about batman and yeah yeah we still need to decide old. if we're doing uh animated or if we're doing just live action i think we gotta just do live action at first yeah you're probably right probably right the animated one's gonna take a while yeah and now uh, we can make that whole separate one where we go more into it yeah that, that that's fair that's fair yeah yeah yeah, we'll uh we'll get to that at some point. Some uh, point when our schedule is a while. Yeah, whenever we're able to, we're we're gonna get to that. But uh, in the meantime, check out our episodes of Movie Swap up on YouTube. Just search the Uncaped Crusaders uh, review on YouTube, and we got six episodes of Movie Swap up. The most recent one came out yesterday, or uh, came out Thursday. And that is us talking about Gone with the Wind and Black Klansmen, but a lot yeah. of focus on uh, on Gone with the Wind and the quote unquote controversies God. that that have been surrounding that movie. So definitely check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, that's where I post links to all the YouTube shows, all the podcast episodes, random other stuff we're watching, and and random other pop culture stuff going on there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Markbrand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. Go ahead and do that as well. And uh, yeah, that does it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.